Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I have been so looking forward for today's show. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm joined by Mr. Benny. Mr. Benny. Hey, what's up? Listen, listen. I don't know. What are you making of the leaves falling from the trees? I mean, what the heck is happening? And I'm, I got one little cherry tomato and I'm saying, no, no, we need to have more of these little cherry tomatoes. Come on. Okay. Are you going to say stop whining? Yeah, no. Thank you, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel you were getting ready to say that right there to me, but that's okay. It's good. You know why? Because today we've got the seven habits of highly ineffective people. Seven habits of highly ineffective people. And, and who do we have joining us here today? Because I've been practicing. Yeah. Dr. Theo, you ready? I got this. Dr. Theo Salcides joining me here today. Or if you're Italian, you're going to be like, Salcides today. But you know what? Here's what I want to say about this book. Dr. Theo, you know, beyond being a neuropsychologist, a speaker, author of Brain Blocks, here we go. You ready? That's the book, Overcoming the Seven Hidden Barriers to Success is his book. Overcoming the Brain Blocks. I so love the title of this book. The reason I love the title of this book is because we have been in the past 10, 15 years, and I wonder if Christine's listening to the show today, we have been seduced into beating around the bush with how to live an incredible life. But you know what? Brain blocks. That's it. You know, back in 03, remember, Benny? It was crust busting for me because that's it. I had all this crust. Now we're down to, wow, even after you remove it, why the heck are we not creating an epic life? Well, that's why Dr. Theo is here, because we're going to talk about this. He teaches achievers, right? The neuropsychology of success. Yes, yes, there is such a thing. Why? So that we can make better choices so that we don't come on the air and whine about the leaves falling from the trees or why our technology people are taking so long or why, 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 why? This is what we're talking about today because this book he put together takes us on a journey. Are you ready? One of my favorites, one of my favorites, self-doubt. But in the end, what is the end game to the book? What do we hope to achieve by sitting here today with Dr. Theo and saying, Dr. Theo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Wow, what a great <laughs> welcome. <laughs> it's so funny because I was just sitting here today 
thinking about, oh my gosh, you know, this is going on, that's going on, Jessica's going on vacation, this, that. And I'm thinking to myself, right before I was getting ready to, to do the show and I picked up your book again and I said, oh my gosh, Pat, it's right in front of me. Uh, I want to ask you this question, brain blocks. Mm -hmm. I don't know that in the history of humanity, have we spent as much time right now as we are spending with all of the different ways we are stuck, better known as in your vernacular, blocked, a brain block. Tell me what the heck is going on? Because beyond all of the reasons we can talk about why you wrote the book, you obviously have observed a few things, haven't you? <laughs> Absolutely. I have observed them in others. I have observed them in myself. Uh, I'm surrounded by it. If, if we could give this era a name, it would be the era of stuckness. Yes. And it's amazing, yes. right? You know, it's amazing how much stuckness we feel uh, in the midst of all this progress that's going on around us. It makes you wonder, why is it? Why is this happening? What's keeping us stuck when everything feels like it's moving so fast? Well, and, and this is it. I, I don't, I'm not just talking about me and you and all of the really cool things that we're doing. You know, I'm talking about me and you when we're not sitting here doing a radio show and we're just trying to, let's say, get the laundry done. We're just trying to get the laundry done. You know, I, and, I'm, and I'm reflecting uh, on this for myself because it's not really ever really. Is it ever really about the laundry here, Dr. Theo? I, you know what I'm saying? It may be the laundry that puts you over the edge. What's that old expression? I don't really understand this expression, but my, my mom used to say it. The straw that broke the camel's back. I don't even actually know what that means. But you get the sense. What is it? What is the precursor before the laundry does us in? <laughs> All the other things that also need to get done mm. that keep adding to the pressure. And then the laundry becomes the easy, easy point, easy breakdown point yeah. where that's where I'm going to, to break down. Uh, sometimes, you know, the laundry feels like this is what's keeping me from working on all these other things. Or the way I do laundry is a reflection of how chaotic the rest of my life is. Look, I can't even put this together. I can't even put this in sequence. So the, sometimes, you know, sometimes the laundry is just the laundry, like Freud said, sometimes it's exactly. just a cigar. But a lot of times it's not. Right. A lot of times it's really a reflection of how we think, how we plan, how we go about life, how what we do reverberates back to how we see ourselves. And, of course, when you get the laundry done, it feels so good. Like one thing that you did and you did well. Yeah. Yeah. And, by the way, you figured out, okay, here's where I'm going to go. You figured out how to get the laundry done and 15 other things while the laundry is getting done, right? Because I don't know about you or, or many of the listeners listening there, but maybe I'm, I don't want to speak at, at, at a turn here for those of you listening to the show. But I don't sit there wash, staring at my washing machine for 45 minutes as the laundry is getting done, right? Do you? Um, no, sometimes I wish I could. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I wish I could. Sometimes I wish I could. I want to talk to you about the picture on your book. Um, yeah. I, because I'm a visual 
And I, mm -hmm. I got, I, when we first got the book, I looked at the book and I said, okay, I got to try to figure this out. I got to figure this out. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, oh, that's me right there. So I want to tell our listeners a little bit about the cover of the book. Mm -hmm. and, and I want to get your sense of, you know, this particular picture is so telling, yet it has so many different interpretations. Let's talk about the, the picture before we jump into self-doubt, right? Because I could see the self-doubt on that little turtle's face right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So should I describe it, or do you want to go ahead? Yes, and go ahead. O only in your voice could it be done perfectly. So, so it's it's a little turtle um, that's walking toward this huge boulder, uh, of which we can only see half of it. And uh, we put so much thought into the design that that when when I explained to the designer what I wanted and he showed me, I was ecstatic because. The turtle captures really uh, a lot of times how we go proceed in life, you know, how slowly, methodically, in contrast to the hair, which if you know, you know, the uh, Aesop's fable about the, the turtle and the hair, how the hair jumps and then goes fast and gets things done quickly. Uh, but a lot of times efficiency is not about doing things fast. It's about doing things methodically until we reach this boulder in front of us. Um, and if you actually have the book in front of you, if you don't, uh, you, you, you know, if you're listening, you can look it up um, on, on Amazon. You can see the cover. I yeah. like that the boulder looks like the brain. Like if, if you know, if you've ever seen a brain, a sketch of a brain, it's a little oval in shape. It looks yeah. really like the frontal part of the brain. So it really captures the message that I'm, I'm, I'm stating in the book, which is, look, we, we all have the privilege of succeeding in achieving our goals. We all do. Why? Because we all have a brain, and that's what the brain does. But just how the brain is remarkable in helping us achieve our goals, it can also glitch. It can also keep us stuck. And how we get unstuck from those normal, those just regular glitches, like hiccups, if you will, is mm -hmm. what I want to, what I laid out in the book and what I wanted people to help us. So how do we get past this boulder? How do we make this, how do we work with the boulder to get to the other side of our path? I love this. Maybe Benny will bring us some crust-busting sound effects on this. You know, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to get right into this. I mean, you know, not only do I want to talk about, you know, how you lay this out, um, but I, I really want to kick this off with something very important that you've written in here. And many people would just blow by it. But for me, I don't want to. Uh, two things right out of the gate in the introduction. And many people, by the way, you know this, right? A lot of folks don't read the introductions to books. I love them. Here's what we're going to talk about when we come back. And it has to do with self-doubt. Action is the essential ingredient of success. Okay, but here you go. You ready, everybody? how the biggest asset can become the biggest setback. Uh-oh, what does Dr. Theo mean about this? What is it? What? What? And here we go. Are you ready? This is going to be a shocker for everybody out there. Are you ready? Our brains are wired for success. Boom. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Lots more to talk about. 
We got we got a special download for all of you as well. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. Song of the Heart. Walking the Path of Light from author and healer Francine Vale is available now. Through Francine's life story, we learn how imperative it is to love one another. Once this simple truth is learned, peace on earth will prevail. Song of the Heart is a life lived and a story told for this purpose. To learn more about Francine and her amazing gifts, or to order your copy of the book today, visit angelsandlightbeings.com. Have you ever tried to make lifestyle changes but had difficulty following through? Imagine what it would be like to get up each morning with energy, clarity, and motivation to tackle the day. If you want to get past limiting barriers that are preventing you from living your best life, join holistic health and wellness coach T. Carrie Mitchell each month on The Dr. Pat Show. Or visit Lifestyle120.com today and start to receive the personal attention you deserve. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have you all tuning us in and turning us on. For more information about us, please go to the drpatshow.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. And Dr. Theo, before we kind of jump ahead here, um, please let folks know 
how they can find out more about you and how they can get their own copy of the book. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my website is Smashing the Brain Blocks, Smashing the Brain Blocks, uh, which is uh, one of the uh, chapters in every, uh, sorry, one of the sections in every chapter of the book is about how do we get past these these seven brain blocks. And um, we actually, uh, we can uh, give a book away to yeah. one of our first callers. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Benny knows how to do this really, really well. 1-800-930-2819. Love to give a copy of the book away uh, so that you can kind of see how we're going about this, what we're talking about, and why this is such an important message for the day and age we live in. And, you know, the thing that I think is so cool about this is how relevant this conversation is, Dr. Theo. Mm -hmm. 1-800-930-2819. First caller. What I mean by how relevant it is, um, it's as if we continue to believe we can manage, manage, manage. As if the world is going to change. As if the promise that technology was going to give us more leisure time would actually come true. But we have not found that. And what I was really struck by is what I read in the book, you know, in the introduction, which leads to the conversation about self-doubt. But the whole idea of, of you talking about and inviting us to look at this idea of our setbacks, and I'd like to kick it off by that conversation, how the biggest asset can become the biggest setback. Uh, mm-hmm. and how that relates to actions. T- tell us a little bit about this. Sure. So how I started thinking about this is that you look at the world and there are two kinds of people, the people who achieve and the people who continue and try and don't feel like they have achieved. So they're the people we consider successful and the people who are not. And I was trying to figure mm-hmm. out, okay, what, what's the difference between these two groups? Um, are the are the successful people uh, more gifted and talented? Are they more attractive? Uh, do they come from money? Do they have better genes? Do they have better parents? What is it? And I figured out that there's really one difference between the people who dream and the people who achieve. And that is action. Mm. It's action. Mm. So... The key to success, the main ingredient of success, and I emphasize that a lot in the book, is action. Um, And action is controlled entirely by us. It's not controlled by our genes or our parents Mm -hmm. or husbands and wives or our teachers or our politicians. It's entirely up to us. So action being the main ingredient of success, then I thought, okay, where does action start, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where you'd start tracing it back. And I thought about, well, action starts in the brain. You know, we think Uh of the brain as the center of creativity, intelligence, um, uh, where great ideas are generated. But in in essence, action is one of the most important functions of the brain, the ability of the brain to send the command to the muscles and move us into something, whether that is typing so that we can finish that blog, whether that's picking the phone so that we can call that customer, whether that is um, walking, um, you know, that mile so that we can burn off the ice cream we ate, everything. (laughs) 
everything that happens happens in the brain. The brain sends a command. The brain sets us into action. And just as it does, which all of that is done automatically, we know where to go for that one-mile walk. The same way as it does generate these actions, the same way it actually blocks the actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of these, uh, some of the ways in which we um, we do things is so automatic. We don't realize automatic means that I don't need to think about it. I don't need to pay attention to it. It will just happen, just like when you're uh, driving. That's an automatic activity until something bad, let's say, happens. Oh, uh-huh. until something happens, and you need to switch from automatic to manual, and that's where the that's where the problems begin when we don't know how to make that switch from automatic to manual. Yeah, and, and and so okay, so all right. Does panic kicking right about here? I mean, is this is where we're kind of well? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what what is happening here? Um, is this panic quite yet, or is there another something else that has to happen before the panic kicks in? Because I know we have got a lot of folks that are right smack dab in the middle of a little panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does panic start with, right? Panic mm-hmm. starts with fear. Okay. And fear is really what's behind self-doubt. And that's mm. what prevents us from taking action. So in terms of the continuum, let's say, of action, yeah. self-doubt prevents us from beginning. From not, we're not taking action at all. Why? Because we are afraid. What are we afraid yeah. of? Well, yeah. we are afraid of failing. We are afraid of exposing our weaknesses. We're afraid that uh, we will not be able to achieve what we want. We're afraid that others will laugh at us, that they will judge us, they will criticize us. So fear, what does fear do? Well, in the, in the, in the purest sense, fear does two things. It either pushes us to run and for our lives or, or fight mm-hmm. for our lives, or it keeps us stuck in place, uh-huh. trying to decide what to do. Now, if you're stuck in place, you're not moving, you're not fighting the, um, the situation, you're not running away from the situation, then the situation becomes more and more and more threatening as you're mm. not doing anything. You know, like, let's say the bills keep piling up, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, the unreturned calls keep piling up. The inbox keeps getting fuller and fuller and fuller. And now... The instinct, for, the instinct for survival starts kicking in, and that fear starts magnifying to the yeah. point where it becomes what you call it a mini mini panic. A mini panic. What am I going to do? How am I going to survive this? Now I'm not moving. The threat becomes bigger. Yeah, and it's all in our well, head. Yeah, I'm following it because I'm telling you what you just described happens in a hot second. I mean, you know, I know we're talking about it as if, uh, oh, it's going to take some time. And maybe the essence of it or what you have to build up may take some time. But what you're describing can happen at the turn of a dime. It could happen on the onset of launching the greatest thing you've ever thought of, maybe even creating the most incredible piece of art, maybe writing the book, maybe cooking, uh, you know, a phenomenal dinner. 
but all of a sudden something happens, something creeps in and, and boom, there we go. We're not just cutting it anymore. But you know, when you talk about smashing the brain block, I love what you come out of the gate with right in self-doubt. We do not talk about this enough. Strategy one, toot your own horn. Boy, I don't know about you, but that right there is really hard for some of us. I'm just saying. Tell me a little bit about that because I could already feel the energy that changes if we were to be able to do that. It's it's so hard to praise ourselves. Like it's so easy to give praise to somebody else. It is so easy to tell somebody else what their strengths, what their um, qualities, what their talents are, how nice they look, how smart they sound, being supportive. It's just, it feels so counterintuitive to do it to ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of the people that I work with, one of the hardest things that they have is when, when they're uh, looking for a relationship to write a really good description on their dating profile about themselves. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that would be hard. And a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, that, that societal thing that you should let other people praise you. You don't have to praise yourself, uh, which is, you know, uh, it's self-defeating in so many ways. And yeah. recognizing our strengths, acknowledging them. Uh, it doesn't make us braggarts. It doesn't make us uh, conceited. It doesn't make us <laughs> arrogant. It makes us self-aware. But boy, because I'll tell you, it's like, I mean, one of the things that, and we've got a caller that wants to join in the conversation, so we'll go to the mm. phones in a minute. But, you know, one of the things also that you talk about is, uh, and, and I want to just tap into this. You also have in, in this, in, when you're talking about self-doubt, you know, you also have many, many other things that you, you give us for tools. I mean, one of the things you say, yeah, write a personal ad, toot your own horn. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, you go right to, and let's talk about it, face the monster, face the monster. Yes. But boy, even though that, that sounds like something that might be, might be something we could do, we're really not wanting to face the monster. And, and that is whether that's a job, whether that's a relationship, whatever that is, um, how have you been able to explore that for yourself? So I figured out that fear is, is uh, I can't tell you how important fear is in our lives. Yeah. Fear yeah. really shapes our lives. If you think about all the decisions that we make, uh, when fear is not present, we make one kind of decision and it takes us in one place. When fear is present, we make other kinds of decisions about the kind of work what major you will pick in college, uh, what neighborhood you will live in, uh, what, uh, how much money you will make in your life. All things are actually, they, they mm-hmm. can be traced back to fear. And uh, I, I liked um, one model, of course, this is the biological model of fear and what it means. And, and fear as an emotion, as a pure emotion, is really an indication of how much how much chance you have to survive in your pursuit of a goal. In other words, when we are afraid, it means that we are scared that our goals will not be um, fulfilled. And by goal here, I mean anything. It can be getting this job, getting the promotion, 
starting a business, uh, getting published, all of those, you know, small and big things, they are, uh, the, the fear that we experience is really about, is this not going to happen? Am I going to be mm-hmm. left hanging? Um, so uh, there's a model of fear that I really like, and it takes, uh, it, it traces fear down to, to five things. Uh, yeah. The first one being our biological survival. So we are afraid of really our lives, living or dying, so to speak. Um, so everything we, we are afraid of can either mean that we're afraid we're going to die, or the second one is about physical health and ability, that we're going to injure ourselves in a way that's going to leave us um, uh, disabled. And the third yeah. one has to do with autonomy, so uh, losing control. We are afraid of losing control of our decision-making and that can be physical, like being in jail, for example. I'm not going to go over the speed limit because I may be arrested and uh, I'm a little tipsy, so they may put me to jail. Um, Does, but also yeah, definitely. That being... will definitely put you in the jail. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Don't do it, <laughs> listeners. Um, also, you know, metaphorically speaking, like being stuck in a horrible job, like a prisoner or in a bad relationship. Um mm-hmm. Another thing that we're scared of. And the last two, one has to do with with social survival. How do we remain connected to people? How do we become accepted and respected by our families, our friends? Uh, It's that fear of rejection, that fear of criticism that uh, motivates our actions. We don't want to be rejected. We don't want to be unwanted. We want to belong. And the last one, I think that's the most critical one. It's it's our own self-worth, the survival of our own ego, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're protecting our self-esteem at all costs. Yeah. Anything that we do yeah. that will threaten that, that self, self-esteem, we're going to avoid. We're not going to take action. We're not going to risk feeling less than or, or especially if we're already feeling vulnerable, um, feeling inadequate or feeling worthless. We're not going to risk feeling even more of that or reminding ourselves of that. So that's what, I, what I'm trying to encourage by smashing the brain block is think about what is it that you're really afraid of. And mm-hmm. frankly, frankly, if, if, if something that you plan to do or you're afraid to do is not going to kill you, literally, mm-hmm. then there are ways to do it and do it well in a way that will keep you safe and will keep you successful as well. I love it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, lots more to talk about. We're going to go to the phones. So for those of you out there, uh, please stay tuned. Lots, okay? Because we're talking about brain blocks, overcoming the sudden hidden, hidden barriers to success. And they are hidden, so much so that I would love to talk about this when we come back. And also we have Christine calling into the show about how is it that we have stepped into self-doubt so much so, so much so that it then becomes procrastination and we cannot even see it. That becomes the norm for us. Yep. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine, and my show is Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. When we're bogged down with our emotions, the hardships that plague us in our relationships, at work, our finances, we literally can't see the higher plane where we could be operating from. Tune in to Leslie Fontaine, Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com. Or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Brand consultant and coach Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're a person with a dream and unsure where to start or a CEO of a successful company wondering what's next, Jen Morgan and the RAD Method empowers you to play to your strengths and focus your competitive edge so you can show up in the world as your most powerful brand. Go to jenmorgan.com or call 206-972-5366. Would you like to experience life-transforming adventures in personal expansion and world service? If you do... Tune in to learn about magical innate abilities that you can develop and use to make your dreams come true. Joy Elaine is author of The Joy Chronicles, and she's inviting you and millions of others to join her in working with galactic masters, angels, and the Ashtar Command as they assist humanity and planet Earth to achieve their ultimate destination of ascension. For more information about this upcoming event and broadcast, visit joyelaine.com. That's joy, E-L-A-I-N-E, dot com. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. Everybody, welcome back. Uh, Dr. Theo, before we kind of jump back into this, again, please give out your website, and then we're going to go to the phones. Sure. Uh, so the website is Smashing the Brain Blocks. Smashing the Brain Sweet. All right, Mr. Benny, who do we have? 
Christine from Seattle, welcome to the show. Hey, Christine. Great to have hey, you. Hey, Dr. Here. Pat. Hey, how are you? And hi, Dr. Awesome. You guys hi. are awesome. What a great topic today. Um, yeah, no kidding, I, I right? Wanted, yeah, I was just going to say I love the way you guys started the show. It made me think of a saying in Spanish. You said the, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. And uh, my mother said that her mother used to say in Spanish that by the time the teacup is broken, uh, the couple is in trouble. By the time there's fighting over the teacup breaking, there's, there's trouble. And, um, right. and, and she also used to say when people asked her, do you love kids? And she's like, well, I love my kids. And it made me yeah. think of all these, these tasks and these things, these actions that we do every day. You know, um, Dr. Theo, you're talking about that the single daily actions are the actions that we have and that we, we, we put ourselves into these menial uh, things, these laundry and all these things we got to do. And really, these are the tasks that are, um, it's not about the tasks, it's about what we're filling our life up with. And as we fill our life up, we know that these things, it's like when you have a baby, you know, you don't, the baby cries, the baby poops, the baby does all kinds of things. But at the bottom of it all, you know it's worth it because you love that baby and you love your mm-hmm. child. And so all of these things that are menial tasks that are kind of hard to get through sometimes, they become, it's not like they're any less hard, I guess, but they become worth it because you can see what's at the end. And the other thing I wanted to say is that this fear of looking silly in front of people or looking bad, you know, Dr. Pat, you helped me so much with your crust busting in your initial shows, especially, um, you really inspired me to do some of the things I'm doing in my life. And I just, I feel more like it's what Maya Angelou says. It's not the fear of, of failing. It's the fear of being great and how we liberate others through that, not because of the task, but because of what the tasks represent and how they're worth it. Mm. And so I just want to say, you guys are doing such great work on the radio today because as people have anxiety and they have, you know, um, fears about how they're going to be in the world, it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with them failing or being even afraid of failing. It has to do with, oh, my gosh, look how my life is unfolding. I never could imagine this. Look what is going on and look what I'm going to end up with. And I just love that. I think that that is that is probably the brightest light that we can help refract and reflect to each other as we're going through this path. Yeah. What do you think about, and let's let's talk about this for a second, you know, uh, clearly Dr. Theo takes us on this journey about self-doubt, but the book really uh, points to many, many things we don't really e- even think about. I mean, the idea of impatience, that's the one that grabbed my attention today. Mm-hmm. It, it's this idea, and you talk about this in the book, Dr. Theo, impatience, and I don't even know right now in the world how to even define impatience because I have to tell you, and both of y'all are going to have some fun with this. I I just had a conversation with Jessica right before I came on air. And, you know, I'm, I'm really aware that Jessica's going off on vacation. There are a number of things that have to get done. And I literally, I literally said, listen, can you please ask blah, blah, blah to do this and, and get it done in an hour? And I thought now I'm reading the book and now I'm thinking about this and I'm like, okay, that is like what this book is all about. But I, I'm really struck by this, Dr. Theo, about this idea of impatience because it used to be impatience could be seven days a week, right, for something to happen. Now it's like seven minutes. Do you know what I'm saying here? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, if you want to experience impatience in vivo, you will have to just take a walk in midtown Manhattan on a work oh. day. Oh, no. And that's where you I, I, see I lived it. in New York. Ah. Uh, like, nobody has any patience left for anything. Everybody needs to go places. Nobody can delay cars, bikers, pedestrians, trains. It, it, it's madness. And it's madness what it does to our peace of mind. We, we create this false sense of urgency that this needs to happen now or else. And what happens as a result? Well, we, we get aggravated. Oh. Not necessarily so. And we also um, don't get the job done well. Yeah. And I think, I think also what happens is we miss out on the divine timing that is to occur. Right. Because, right. you know, sometimes, you know, it, it, it's really important to be on task and, to, you know, do your thing and like that. But I think, you know, ultimately, or maybe not even ultimately, but sort of interdependently, it's very important to be aware of the divine timing that's taking place. You know, as we want things to happen, oh, I want it to happen now, 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 now. Well, um, you know, we can either have our impatience and our, quote, schedule intact to drive us, or we can drive our, our future and we can drive our purpose by being uh, tuned into the divine timing as we do our task. Does that make sense? Mm. It does. And I think what we're talking about today is that just the concept of divine timing, and I'm going to take a leap here and say it, sounds absolutely ludicrous. And and why is that? We have just kind of gotten crazy with how quickly we demand things. And that kind of leads to the conversation about this idea that you talk about in the book, Dr. Theo, perfectionism. Perfectionism. Like, oh, my gosh. What if it is not done super duper, absolutely perfectly? Now, I'll tell you, Christine knows this too. In radio, uh, you don't have a lot of margin for error, meaning that, you know, if something doesn't happen close, dang near to perfect, you can't go back and undo it. So, you know, if Benny hits the wrong button, let's say, while he's producing the show, as he does so many shows, and he Mm -hmm. hits the wrong button... It's hard to go back. But what we do with that button that maybe was not exactly perfect in the hitting of it is where we go next, right? Doesn't this then lead us to what you talk about in the book? I'm on a spiral downward to the bowels of negativity, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, And what what you said is, if anything... You know, if there's a summary of the book, it's what what to do next. What should I do next? Because, you know, think about perfectionism. What it does is it makes it makes you suffer because you think about that one mistake that happened, that one time that Benny didn't hit the right button or you said the wrong thing. And what about all the other times where things had been very smooth, and all the listeners have been very attentive and, and happy with the message and then got something out of it, those all of a yeah. sudden fade in the background because, oh, how did I, how could I say that? How could I say that? Um, <laughs> so perfectionism is a big source of suffering for and ourselves that, yeah. and, and for others. Yeah. And the perfectionism, yeah. being, you know, there's, there, I believe that there's perfectly imperfect because, you know, when we talk about impatience and we talk about, 
how things could have happened better or going back. Really, it's, I believe it's the excitement of the possibility of how we envision things happening. And instead of having anxiety over, oh, something happened imperfectly, what we see is this beautiful excitement about what we're capable of. And that in the imperfection, that is where we see the possibility of development, not the guilt yeah. of something going wrong. Right. Yeah. You know, I think it's a very good point. And I think actually I'm working on, on, a, on an article about that. There are two kinds of perfectionists. And I want to make sure Uh-oh. that the message that we get is not one where perfectionism is a bad thing because that's right. striving to do things better is actually uh, it's an awesome thing and it's part of our nature. But we find... Uh, when we look in psychological studies, we find two kinds of perfectionists. We find the positive perfectionists and the negative perfectionists. Mm-hmm. And the positive perfectionists are the people who really uh, are striving for success. They are the ones who want to make things better. They want to make themselves better. They want to improve their lives, the lives of others around them. And they will put a lot of effort to doing that. They are very achievement-oriented. Not everybody is like that, but, but a lot of people are like that, and, and kudos to them for being that way. But then there's the dark side of perfectionism, the negative perfectionists, and those are the ones who suffer the most because their motivation is not to make things better. Their motivation is to avoid failing, to avoid oh. criticism, to avoid judgment. I want to do well because I don't want others to think that I'm not smart. I want to succeed in my business because if I don't, my colleagues will think less of me. I want to do well in school because if I don't, my parents are going to be mad at me. So the motivation is so different, and that makes the difference in perfectionism. So I'm not saying perfectionism is bad. But the kind of perfectionism, the motivation behind what makes us want to do things better and better is what is critical. Mm, what a great point. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Christine, thank you so much thank for chiming in. Bless you. Really bless appreciate you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and you. And yeah, thank by you the way, tell, you know, you can t- people can tune into your show. Tell them when your show is. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Pat. My show is on 1, uh, 1 to 2 p.m. on Sundays. Uh, live once to, and um, it's called the confessional, where we believe uh, that we are 100% solution for the planet, and the confessional is a place where we reveal who we really are, and it was inspired by Dr. Pat. Thank you so much, you guys. Thanks, Christine. Uh, wow. You know, Dr. Thea, really great show. Christine really chimed in on some points that, you know, I think all of us could learn from. The book is amazing. I want to jump to something that you chat about uh, where you have three final tips. And I, I want, there's so much more we could have talked about here today. The book is so phenomenal. But I want to get to these three final tips because I think they're so powerful. Um, you said when there is a brain, there will be a brain block. I love that. Exactly. <laughs> that I, I got to tell you, that's my experience. Uh, and then you say sometimes they appear as moments of weakness and momentary lapses and then other times deeply rooted character traits. But you give us three tips. And I just want to talk about them for a little bit. You say tip number one, mm-hmm. instead of thinking about how to get rid of the brain block, right? 
Uh, mm-hmm. Think about how to improve your skills. Let's talk about that because we do, we do spend a lot of time. I got to get rid of it. I got to get rid of it. I got to, oh, you know what I'm trying to say? Oh my God, I got to lose these five pounds. I got to lose these five pounds. Let's talk about this and let's then talk about the other two. Yeah. So the, the yeah basic idea behind that is that uh, don't waste your time trying to get rid of the, those things because that's actually, it's like committing perfectionism then because you're not going to be perfect. At different points in your life, there will be things that will scare you. So you will feel self-doubt. At different times in your life, you will procrastinate because that's, that's kind of how we, we get things done. Um, you will be impatient. So trying to be perfectly patient or to never procrastinate is not going to happen. Trying to uh, pretend that you always feel confident, you never fear anything, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I wanted to point out is that just be aware of these things and make sure they're not getting in the way of the next step you want to take. So if Uh. it is self-doubt that gets in the way, figure out what is it that you're afraid of and how can you manage that fear better? How can you um, become more confident to do that, to take that one next step? What would help you? So Mm. focusing on the action, focusing on the task and expecting that, hey, um, in the next step, I may also feel self-doubt because now that I'm... You know, let's say I start my business and now I want to get more clients that um, the prospect of not, you know, having a business without clients is very scary to everybody. But how do I do that? How do I get out and and hustle, so to speak? That may feel scary, but now I'm going to have to work on that. And the next step, I think Christine pointed something really important, which is fear of greatness. Um, How do I step into those bigger shoes that I always kind of dreamt of? And now I have to walk in them. That can be very scary. But that also, that fear is what alerts you to know that, hey, now I need to do something different. I need to do something to feel more confident in this new position, in this new step that I'm taking. Yeah. And, you know, and you go throughout the book. I mean, you have put so many ways for us to step into this and and to be able to make changes one bit at a time. That's what I love about this. You know, there's so much in here that people can take a look at and do. Um, I think one of the most important things that at least I'm finding in reading the book again now is is this idea of cleaning up our negative thoughts and cleaning up our negative language uh, and being able to do that uh, and, and do it in a way where, as you talk about here, we're moving towards our goals. We're moving towards what we need to do. Because I don't know how negative self-talk has ever helped in getting us to where we want to go, unless more negativity, if that's where you want to go. Yeah, exactly. It never helps us move anywhere, and it's it's just talk. Mm. And mm. what I find very challenging when I work with people is, for some reason, their negative talk sounds more real than positive talk. Mm. So I'm not I'm not a big fan of of idle, you know, empty positive talk say things to say them that don't mean anything. Yeah. And that's what I do. Yeah. I train people to 
to move from negativity to an action-oriented approach, to an action-oriented mm-hmm. attitude. Okay, so negativity. What is negativity? If you remember in the book, I call it the fine art of complaining. Yeah. Negativity yes, is complaining, complaining, complaining. Well, what is complaining? Why do people complain? Why do we complain? We complain when we're not getting something that we want. That's what's behind complaining. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do we reframe that? Well, we reframe that by thinking, okay, what is it that I'm not getting now? And how can I get it? How can I either live with it or without it or with it? Or how can I change it? So it's always, um, for some reason, always more believable to say uh, my life is uh, is really difficult right now and I can't do this and I can't do that. And that sounds more believable as opposed to, yeah, you know, I can actually change my life if I put a little more effort. <clears throat> I have a little exercise that I always do with my with my clients. I have them describe their day, and I have them describe their day in a really negative way first, and then in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. And then I tell them, "Look, you just you. If somebody heard you." Separately, they would think that you are having a really horrible day or you're having a really great day. And in essence, you were describing the very same day. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we frame, isn't that fascinating, the change that, that, that you can feel from this? I mean, you know, I wish we had another hour, but there is a different feeling, a different energy about it. And sometimes, don't you think, Dr. Theo, that sometimes... Just that shift of energy can get us moving, right? Absolutely. Because behind action, there is energy. And we can self-generate that energy. Awesome. And negativity drains it. Drains it. I know. Wow. Thank you so much for today. I know that there is so much more in the book. But this is a powerful message, but it's also a message for our time. You know, this is what I love about this, Dr. Theo. It is the idea that if you have a brain, you know, brain blocks right in your life. But you've now provided a solution for us to not just be able to function day to day, but to excel. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you for today. Thank you for for inviting me. and I had a great time. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. Awesome. What a great book, everybody. We're going to take a short break. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.